What would it be like for you if you were known in front of the whole world for the worst thing that you have ever done? What if the worst thing that you had ever experienced or the action that you had taken in your life was broadcast across the whole earth and everyone knew it as your you know, biggest vice is the thing that you are most well known by. Well, this is Vicki White's story. As many of us followed that headline recently in regard to the prison worker who'd worked for the prison for 17 years and then uh, fell in love with a prisoner and helped him escape and recently just um, killed herself, shot herself in the head when they were uh, found. And so my name is Monica Maurer. I am a licensed professional counselor and I'm also the director of the Center for Transformation. We exist in order to help you create connection in this lonely and disconnected world. And recently as I came across this headline, I was fascinated by the fact that this woman who is a well-respected prison guard for many years, for almost two decades, was found to have done such a thing where she was so well trusted by her community, by her peers, and then she she did this thing where she fell in love with the prisoner and helped him escape and put all of us, really all of us, in, in significant danger. These kinds of events do happen. They are things that happen. We you know there's there's past events that are similar to this that have happened where where women or men fall in love with someone who is probably against their better judgment, someone that they wouldn't want to admit to falling in love with and then do things that are outside of their character, outside of who they really are. So as I'm thinking about Vicki, she was 58 years old. Um, Casey was 38. Interestingly enough, they both had the last name White. And so I'm considering how, how would this happen for someone that, you know, they're living this life and then, uh, you know, this life of responsibility and like a moral, um, moral upstand, upstanding in the community. And then to go ahead and do something like this in secret and risk everything in order to then just kill themselves. It's pretty fascinating. And I think for us as humans, things that people do that we maybe would think, oh, I would never do that, are fascinating for us because we think, how can a human do that? How can a human live a secret life? Well, one thing I think that is very interesting about her history is that she actually had a husband who it was actually her ex-husband, but they lived together and he w he died of Parkinson's in January. And so I don't know if you know anybody who has actually suffered with or has passed away from Parkinson's disease, but it's a very debilitating disease where there's an excruciating death as the person with Parkinson's is losing uh, different faculties um, in a progressive type of way. And so it's just a miserable way to, to die, but it's a miserable thing for a caretaker who is, who is suffering with someone who has this disease to, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for the person, the caretaker to just experience that, to, to be the one who is caretaking for that person day after day after day. And, 
If you have never been a caregiver, you probably don't understand this. I mean, if, you, if you're if you a nurse or if you've worked in hospice or if you've had a family member that you've cared for who has suffered in this way, you would understand the level of trauma and difficulty it is to have someone suffer and die while you're caring for them. So we can understand that Vicki White was likely a traumatized individual who had just experienced a major trauma. And sometimes with Parkinson's, it takes a long, a very long, slow death, whether it's a decade, I have no idea how long it took her husband, her ex-husband to actually pass away. But to be in that type of experience with someone where you're watching them day in, day out, and you're going on with your life, trying to work, trying to function, but also caring for this person who is, is, is dying can be such a traumatic experience. So the first thing I thought when I saw that is this must have been a traumatized individual. Now, who knows? She could have been traumatized from something else in her past. It could have been that Parkinson's was a more of a quick death. I haven't researched it to that degree, but just to know, I think when we When we consider somebody doing something so outlandish, so atrocious, we want to really be curious. We don't want to just judge them for what we think, you know, how bad that, how bad they are and and, and see only through our limited lens. We want to ask ourselves, why would somebody do something like this? It's not because they're non-human. It's not because they're a monster. It's really has so much to do with what they've been through and the lens that they see life through. So something happened along the way or lots of somethings happened along the way to Vicky that caused her to lay it all on the line, to put it all out there. And we cannot underestimate Casey's involvement in that as well. So it sounds like his history is is traumatizing women of really um, being the kind of person who lures women into his manipulation and then abuses and harms them detrimentally. And so we see that this happened with Vicky as well. Somehow he got in her good graces and convinced her to help him escape. I mean, what kind of psychopathic manipulation is that to be able to convince a prison guard of 17 years to lay her whole life on the line, to sell her home, to sell all her belongings, to empty her bank accounts and give you everything risk their entire livelihood. I mean, she was only 58. She could have lived, you know, at least a couple of more decades and made a life for herself. Her husband, her ex-husband, who I'm assuming she was caretaking, had just passed away. So she could have gone on and experienced a life outside of that. Why did she not do that? Why did she lay it all on the line for this man who had already ruined his life by traumatizing other people? Why would she put herself in that position? So there is something um, called trauma bonding and trauma reenactment that people go through in life. And trauma bonding has to do with when you've been through a difficult experience with someone, when there's a difficult experience that you've had with another individual and then your your brain actually hooks up or links with them in this 
kind of a dysfunctional, bonded kind of way, almost like you are connected to your captor kind of thing and you, you obey someone who has been abusive to you. Very complicated way of bonding and connecting to someone. It's not healthy, but it is something the brain do does. And then there's also this concept of trauma reenactment. That happens for people when they have had a trauma happen. Oh, excuse me, my dog wants to come in the room. Got the dog in, Lucy. Maybe she'll come over and meet y'all here in a minute. Um, but that trauma reenactment happens when someone wants to um, re... They don't want to, but it's really, it really has to do with their subconscious. Their subconscious has to re-engage in a trauma in order to try to reconcile a past trauma. So when, let's just say, you know, it's a childhood trauma that happened. Let's just say someone was abused by, you know, um, a neighbor growing up or something. And so they have a sexual abuse history with this adult who is their neighbor. And then they go into adulthood and they end up being maybe very sexually promiscuous with people in their community, etc. And usually that kind of thing has to do with that the brain is unresolved from the thing that had originally happened. And the brain actually wants to re-enact the trauma in order to see if if the brain can get a different result in order to resolve the thing that is open-ended. If you think of the, the, the neurological system like, um, you know, it's a system that wants order. It wants order. It wants to be regulated. And when it's not regulated, when there's no order and this chaos comes in, I think of the chaos, the traumas or the chaos like toxic, balls of dysfunction that are kind of stuck inside of the, the neurological system. And then the brain actually wants to kind of break up those dysfunctional um, entities and make sense of the entity in order to reintegrate and kind of become a part of the whole in a healthy and healed way. But when there's toxins kind of built up inside of a system, there is dysfunction that kind of is birthed out of that. And so we see that in our human dysfunction with unresolved traumas come um, all kinds of mental illness and physical illness and, and other complications and dysfunctions because these things aren't resolved and our, our mind starts to actually work around the trauma rather than experiencing resolve from the trauma. When our traumas are resolved, we actually begin to see things in a more clear and functional way. Our resolved traumas actually produce wisdom in our life, which is super exciting. We can actually use our traumas to grow. And that is the hope. But we see in Vicki White's case, that really did not happen for her. And I just think it's a travesty. It's, it's, it's a sincere tragedy that she lost her life because of this bad decision that she made that was light, likely um, birthed out of trauma for herself. Now, of course, Casey his, is traumatic too. I'm sure his past, his history, yet he was a predator. He was uh, a predator and unsafe and unfit for society. Where Vicky was 
a contributor to society, helping to keep society safe. And so I find this story very sad. And like I said, I think what's really important is that when things like this happen, that we really review the situation, review the case and think, what really happened here? How can I be curious and caring rather than judgmental and harsh? We know that what goes around comes around and that when we judge, um, we will be judged. And so it's oftentimes that when we judge others that we um, end up enacting similar types of things. So be careful if you're judging and really try to stay curious and at the same time stay safe. So I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.